TII Item 250, November 30th, 2012. iTunes 11. Finally. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by SquareTrade. Please visit squaretrade.com forward slash TII to get your discount on your iOS device warranty. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is a Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Steve for sending in the music you hear in the background. Steve wrote, Hi, Rob. This recording was created with SpaceWiz for iPad and GarageBand for iPad. This was mostly created using SpaceWiz. The app is a beautiful combination of an interesting UI spacescape set up as a solar system and a musical interface instrument composing tool game. It can be used as a performance instrument as well as composing tool. It is also includes an onboard synthesizer completely customizable by the user. This can be turned on or off when one interacts with the spacescape. I finished up with GarageBand for iPad. This was all done on an iPad 4 running iOS 6.0. I call it once upon a time with a fistful of cosmic particles theme for an imaginary space western written and composed by Stephen Val. Regards, Rabbi Steve. Well, thanks, Rabbi Steve, for the music and the feedback on the app. And folks, I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank DJ for sending in the artwork for today's show. DJ wrote, Hey, Rob, I created this using Sketch from Evernote. It is a photo of the patent of the iPhone. I went to the Los Angeles County Fair in California. There was an exhibit on Steve Jobs with all the patents he had in his name on. Regards, DJ Medina. Well, DJ, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can see DJ's artwork in the TII app in the extras for episode 250, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Apple just reported that it sold more than 5 million iPhones over the iPhone 5's opening weekend. This is a very disappointing number. It is below top Apple analyst Gene Munster's estimate of 6 million to 10 million. Worse, Apple sold the iPhone 5 in nine countries over its opening weekend. It sold the iPhone 4S in seven countries. It actually sold fewer iPhones per country this year than last. That is not deceleration, that is shrinkage. Unquote. Nicholas Carson, Business Insider, 24th of September, 2012. I love how people try to spin things to their perspective. Saying they sold less per country is so disingenuous because each country is a different size. Two new countries this time only brought in a small increase percentage-wise for the available population with which to sell to, which was much smaller than the 25% increase in sales. Definitely not shrinkage. Just saying. For promo codes, on episode 249, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Lone Rider. I'll be giving out those promo codes sometime next week. If you want more info on this app, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 249 for the additional details. Well, you may not have won the half a billion dollar lottery, but we do have something you could win with probably much better odds of winning, actually. This week, we have promo codes for three apps. The first app is Toddler Distractor Christmas Edition. Here is the review from the dev. I'm the developer for Toddler Distractor Christmas Edition. This is a universal app with 60 Christmas pictures for the youngest of the iOS users. The child swipes their finger across the screen to reveal each picture. After it's revealed, there is a button to move on to the next one. There are no sounds, in-app purchases, or anything to take away from the experience. There is nothing in the app to prompt your child to hand the device back and say, What happened? Thanks, Rob. I love the show. Thanks to Brian for his review of the app Toddler Distractor Christmas Edition and for sending in the promo codes to give away. 
Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put toddler in the subject line. The second app we have promo codes for is the app Photo Library Plus for iPhone. Here is the review from the dev. Hi, I'm Leo. I'm the developer of Photo Library Plus. My app simply allows you to organize your pictures by person. Right now, if you try to find the pictures of your son or daughter or of your wife uh, on your iPhone, it's a big mess. You would have to go through a long camera roll list and or through your, all your albums to just find a few. With Photo Library Plus, instead, uh, you simply tag a picture with the people that are in it. And those pictures just get automatically added to the respective lists. It's just very simple and fast. You can also use labels. I'll explain. Imagine you have a picture of Thanksgiving dinner with all your family. You could label that picture with three labels, Thanksgiving, family, and delicious for the turkey. You will then find that picture under those three lists. It's pretty cool. Photo Library Plus lets you organize the pictures just the way you want. So please check it out, photolibraryplus.com or just at mozzarello.com. Thanks. Thanks, Leo, for your review of the app Photo Library Plus for iPhone and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put photo library in the subject line. The third app we have promo codes for is the app Word Unravel. Here is the review from the dev. Hello, everyone. Do you like word jumble games? If so, you need to check out Word Unravel. It is 99 cents on the App Store. It has three levels, easy, hard, and insane. The best feature of this app is the ability to move the letters around, mandatory for the hard and insane levels. If you care about points and achievements, solving the word quickly will give you four times the normal points. Obviously, taking more time will reduce the points. In addition, unlock achievements along the way to earn even more bonus points. There is no timer displayed, so for the, those of you who don't like to be pressured, like me, this removes that concern. However, if you are the competitive type, Word Unravel is Game Center connected so you can compete with other Word Unravel users. Word Unravel is a universal app, so buy it once and use it on all of your iOS devices. Why not download Word Unravel, enjoy classical music playing in the background, and exercise your mind? Thanks. And thanks to Rob and TII for allowing developers to get the word out about their app. Thanks, Romain, for the review of the app Word Unravel and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, Send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put word in the subject line. As always, just send in one email for one of the specific apps we mentioned today. If you send in multiple emails or ask for multiple apps in a single email, well then, no soup for you. As a quick reminder, if you are an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com, and please also include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating you are the dev. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Okay, all of you that use iTunes, and I count myself in that group, Apple finally released iTunes 11 on Thursday, the 29th of November, just before the end of the month. It is a major redesign for the look of iTunes, as near as I can tell so far, it looks like all the features are still there. However, some are moved and hard to find. If you want to say subscribe to an RSS feed manually, since iTunes 4.9, that option was under advanced menu. Now in iTunes 11, there is no advanced menu option. To manually subscribe to a podcast RSS feed now, you have to go to the file menu and there in the dropdown, you will see subscribe to podcast. Then as before, you'll see the pop-up menu, put in the feed and click okay. I know quite a few of you probably want it to look a little bit more like iTunes 10, especially with regards to the sidebar on the left. To do this, go to the view menu and then select show sidebar and all will seem right in the world, or at least close to how it felt in iTunes 10. At least that is how I is going to roll with iTunes 11 even if it's not what Apple wants. It is what I know and I like. My advice when you first launch iTunes 11, take a deep breath and then set it back to the look you are used to. And then that might mean taking a few minutes to get it out of the icon only mode and into list mode if you were like me and had it in list mode. 
One other thing I noticed that had changed in iTunes 11 is in the podcast section, when you subscribe to a podcast, there used to be a button that was labeled Get All, and you just click that button and we get all the back episodes of that podcast. There is now a down arrow, and it's not labeled as Get All. If you mouse over it, it tells you what to do, but it no longer says Get All on the button, but it still works the same way. Per what Apple had to say about the new features in iTunes 11, quote, Introducing the new iTunes with a dramatically simplified player, a completely redesigned store, and iCloud features you'll love. This is the best iTunes yet. Unquote. Overall, from the other new features that Apple listed, and really it's mostly about two things. UI change, it's supposed to look better, or at least Apple thinks it looks better, and new iCloud features. So a lot of iCloud integration. If you are a heavy iCloud user, you're going to like iTunes 11. If you're not, no rush to update. Update when you feel like it. But again, most of the changes are UI, which are superfluous at best and annoying at worst, and then iCloud integration, which again, if you are a big iCloud user, then I would recommend upgrading to iTunes 11. Now, for some reason, there have always been a lot of haters of iTunes. I am not one of them. I like the iTunes app. I like the fact that it's integrated and has all the different things there, the iTunes store, all your media in one place. I like it. I've read a few articles tonight. People, not so much. And it's really not about iTunes 11 that they don't like. They just don't like iTunes. So when you're reading some reviews about iTunes 11, please weigh it with how the people are talking. Are they bashing new features in iTunes 11 or are they just bashing iTunes in general? So far, all the ones I saw that were negative were ones that were bashing iTunes in general. Completely shifting gears, no pun intended, GM had previously stated they would integrate Siri into some of their vehicles, and this week they finally said which would be the first of those vehicles. To start with, it'll be the Chevy Spark and Sonic that have some models available in early 2013 that will support Siri via a button on the steering wheel. You will need the iPhone 4S or iPhone 5, and they will interact with MyLink radio connection via Bluetooth. Again, GM is just the first to announce specific models of vehicles that will support Siri, but they are not the only ones that will do so. BMW, Toyota, Mercedes-Benz, Honda, and Audi also confirm that Siri will integrate with some of their vehicles sometime in the near future. I have already had a few people email in about the news, and some have said when picking their next vehicle, support for the iPhone and Siri is at or near the top of their list of features they are looking for. Here's some listener feedback on this. Hi Rob. Yes, I would buy a Chevy just because of this feature. Regards, Jonathan M. Apple's latest ad in Time Magazine is getting some buzz. Mostly positive as an example of a simple ad well done. The ad is a simple picture of the iPad mini, actual size, on the back page of the Time magazine. On the screen of the iPad mini in this ad is the cover of that same Time magazine issue. And around the iPad mini is lots of white space, with just iPad mini and the Apple logo next to the iPad mini at the bottom of the page. Very minimalist, very well done. Makes me want to go and purchase that issue of Time magazine to throw in my collector's bin. You know, the bin that one of my kids will either throw away or sell at auction when I kick the bucket. Along with my Tick comic books. So sad. Anyway, if you want to see the ad, click on the link in the show notes for episode 250 titled iPad Mini Ad in Time is Pretty Fantastic over at todayanios.com. Thanks to Michael for the heads up on this next one, which is about another head at Apple Rolling. This time it was Richard Williamson, who was apparently a Maps supervisor at Apple. Seems Eddie Q is taking names and starting to kick butt, had to help get Apple Maps, dare I say it, pointed back in the correct direction. Oh, that was much more painful to say than to write. Anyway, it does seem Eddie Q is becoming the Mr. Fix-It of Apple. I will say this, talking with some Apple folks, they had nothing but admiration for Eddie Q saying he worked his way up from the lowest rungs at Apple doing night call support. He's looked at as kind of the everyday guy that put in the hard work and has been rewarded for that work. And if he can get people to stop talking about maps and Siri in a negative way, he'll be okay in my book as well. Okay, granted, 
Eddie's probably not staying up at night worrying if he was okay in my book or not. Hey, Rob, this is David calling from Los Angeles. I wanted to respond to a caller that had mentioned the fact that he had the uh, iPhone 5 and the uh, screen dimmed out on him, and he'd have to go into settings and remove the bar and make it lighter again. I have a 4S, and I'm actually having the same problem, so I don't think it's an exclusive thing to the 5. It's happened within the last month or so. All of a sudden, my screen will just go dim on me. Sometimes if I power off, power on, it, it'll come right back on, but it's easier, obviously, just to go to settings and to go ahead and move that little slider all the way to the right again. Don't have an answer, don't have a solution, but just wanted to get it out there that it, it is not just the five that's having that issue. Hopefully, somebody has an answer. Great show. Nice listening to you. Look forward to every episode. Take care. Hey, Rob. This is Shakita from El Paso, Texas. I don't have a fix for the caller that has issue with the screen blacking out or going dim, but I am having the same problem, and any help would be great. Only thing that I've noticed that if when it happens, if you turn the screen off, let it go into sleep mode and then wake it back up, it's normally gone away. So I hope that helps. Hey, Rob. This is Jonathan in Colorado. I wanted to respond to the listener from last episode regarding the problem with the brightness on his iPhone 5. I actually experienced the same exact thing on my 4S. Everything that he said, I went through myself on the 4S. Didn't really find a solution. However, the one thing I was finding was that um, when I was out in direct sunlight, that's when it seemed to um, send the brightness controls uh, into into a tailspin. So when I wasn't in direct sunlight, no problem. So I don't know if that makes any sense or if there is um, uh, a correlation between that issue, but that was my deal. Okay? Have a good one, Rob. Bye. Thanks to everyone that sent in feedback on that, and there's some more I didn't play. But essentially what the feedback is from everyone else that didn't play is the same of the three you just heard, which is it's not just the iPhone 5 that's having this issue, and nobody seems to know what the fix is. So... If you are out there and you know a fix to this screen dimming issue, if you had it and you have a solution, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Thanks for that push. I told three friends and my mom, and they all got one. Regards, Sean M. Sean, glad to help. And he's talking about the push I sent out last week about AT&T offering up refurbished iPhone 5Ss starting at just $100. Basically, they're offering $100 off the iPhone 5 models they have refurbished units for. Not sure if the deal is still going on. I could no longer find it on the AT&T site. Again, another reason to have the TII app so you don't miss out on deals like that. Just saying. Hi, Rob. Frank Rue from Minnesota here. Just wanted to let you know that AT&T is not letting us old-timers with unlimited plans use FaceTime over cellular. I called today, and even after elevating the issue up a couple of levels in their support department, I was told that even if the supervisor wanted to, they are not able to activate the FaceTime calling feature for those with unlimited plans. Feeling really unappreciated after over 10 years of being their customer. Regards, Frank. Hi, Rob. I have an iPhone 4S and I'm grandfathered in on the unlimited data plan. I cannot get FaceTime to work over 3G. Is there a trick to it that you know of or is it only users with an iPhone 5 on LTE that can only do it? Let me know. Thanks for all you do. David D. Thanks David and Frank and all the others that sent in similar emails. Seems the rumor about FaceTime over cellular for any AT&T iPhone 4 or 4S or even 5 customer even on an unlimited plan, was just that, a rumor. Hey, Rob. I've purchased over 2,600-plus apps, a lot of them being free, and they will not populate on my iOS devices either, the iPhone, iPod Touch, or the iPad. But if I go on my desktop in iTunes, I can view all the purchased apps, and I can do screenshots if I want and add them in pages uh, for reference so I can swipe through and see uh, all the different apps that are on the account but not currently downloaded to the devices. But that's how I've been managing my apps. 
Brian, thanks for the feedback, and thanks to others that sent in feedback on this item as well. Seems it's mixed feedback. Some people are seeing all the wraps, some are not. Hopefully this is something Apple will fix in an upcoming update of iOS. Into the email bag. Hi Rob, I've discovered the solution to the podcast app problem that was described in my audio rant app review, which was featured in a past TII episode. This is per the Smart Playlist and iOS 6. I got the tip from one of the reviews for the podcast app in the iTunes store. This worked for me. Delete the podcast app, sync the iOS 6 device with iTunes, power the device on and off. Sync device again, turn on and off again. Sync again, and now your iOS device should be fixed. That is it. It will correctly play a playlist you've created, which is a mix of podcasts and music using the music player. Hope this helps someone. Regards, Greg from Poughkeepsie. Greg, thanks for the feedback. And I think that also coincides with what Gary Leland from Podcast Pickle and Fast Pitch Softball show was also saying he had done. Hey, Rob. It's Kevin Creston from Fremont, California. You were looking for feedback on Here Maps from Nokia and also the Apple Maps uh, in iOS 6. And my family and I went on a trip on Thanksgiving Day, and so there were lots of ever-changing traffic conditions. And so I used the Nokia Here Maps, and I really like the red, green, and yellow uh, traffic overlays on the roads, a la the way it used to work in the Apple Maps uh, for, from Google. I really like that feature. I'm not a fan of how in the Apple Maps it uses these dotted lines. It's really hard to see sometimes. That being said, uh, as the traffic conditions were changing, the Apple Maps did update and show uh, as traffic got backed up and backed up and backed up along the highway we were going, they were much more accurate than the Nokia solution was. So for what it's worth, uh, the Apple Maps, in terms of traffic accuracy, did uh, beat Nokia. I also used uh, Turn by Turn on the Apple Maps several times in the past week, and it's worked out great every time. I'm really liking the Apple solution. Just wish that they'd have that a better traffic overlay. Thanks, Rob. Congrats on episode 250. Kevin, thanks for the feedback and for the congrats on episode 250. A quarter of the way to a thousand. Little soapbox here for you. If you are looking to get someone an iPad mini for Christmas, do not repeat. Do not wait until the last minute. The iPad mini ship dates are now two weeks in the Apple store. Order now. If you wait until December 10th or later, there is really, really, really a high probability of not being able to find the specific iPad mini you wanted. So again, if you were waiting for some special pricing offering for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you can stop waiting. There was no special pricing for the iPad mini. If you want the best deal, it still looks like Target when you use the Target card and get 5% back is the best deal out there. If you don't want to go that route, then order from the Apple Store ASAP. You have been warned. So please, no emails on December 23rd asking where to find an iPad mini for your tween or significant other who is going to be a holy terror if he or she does not get their black or white iPad mini 32 gig version. Just saying. Hey, and a quick update. Apple has on their site right now, now being the evening of the 29th of November, well, they have the following quote. Order iPad mini by midnight December 5th for guaranteed delivery before Christmas, unquote. So it's not just me saying get it now, it's Apple as well. Here's an email from someone that did not wait to purchase his iPad mini. Hi Rob, I was lucky enough to snag a 32 gig black Wi-Fi iPad mini Friday. I just happened to be at the Apple store, walked in, and they had one in stock. I'm loving the mini. Sure, it has some shortcomings, but overall, I like being able to hold it with one hand and not sprain my arm. I want to get a warranty from Square Trade. Do you have a code I can enter so you can get credit? Thanks, John. Hi, John. Yes, you can go to squaretrade.com slash TII2. That is squaretrade.com slash TII2, TII, and the number 2. And that will save you $35 on your warranty which would be $84 for an iPad mini or iPad maxi warranty for two years with the $49 deductible. Initially on the site, it will say it's $89, but when you click protect it now button, it changes to 84 and then you get the full TII2 special discount. 
Again, go to squaretrade.com slash TII2. Thanks, John, for the email. Hi, Rob. This is Steve from Arizona. Just wanted to let you know that using the TII code, I just bought a warranty to your warranty from Squaretrade. The process was very easy. I did it from my iPhone. Then Squaretrade sent me um, a copy of the warranty and a little magnet to go on your refrigerator. Uh, obviously, I haven't used it yet. Hopefully, I will not need to actually use the warranty, but it's easy to do. It was $94 for two years and seems like a great deal. So far, so good. I was able to go on their website, actually send them a copy of my uh, Apple Store purchase so that if something goes wrong, they'll have my receipt and I'll be able to use the warranty without any difficulties. So, Great deal, $94 for two years, covers everything, jailbreaking, which I do, dropping it in water, water or any other kind of event. So uh, thanks for recommending Square Trade. Hopefully I won't need it, but it's good to know it's there if I do. Thanks, Rob, for all you do. Take care. Bye-bye. Steve, thanks for the feedback. And, folks, he went to squaretrade.com forward slash TII, and that's for the iPhone warranty. So if you want to save on your iPhone warranty, go to squaretrade.com slash TII, if you want to save on your iPad warranty, go to squaretrade.com forward slash TII2. And let's talk about the iPhone a little bit here. The iPhone 5 lead times have dropped, as it looks like Foxconn has finally figured out how to produce the iPhone 5. Lead times on Apple.com are down from three to four weeks to just one week for all models and carriers, at least for the U.S. Some analysts are going back and changing their changed forecasts. Yeah, they had original forecast, they changed it, now they're changing it again. Now they're saying for the iPhones to be sold this quarter, uh, originally they were in the 45 to 50 million range for an estimate, then they dropped them down to 35 to 40 million range, and some even lower than that, and now they're back up in the 45 to 50 million range again. But you know what's going to really help them get to 45 million plus iPhones sold this quarter? A launch in mainland China. And that is what will be happening on December 14th, at least according to a Taiwan Central News Agency report. This is kind of backed up by the fact that China Telecom is already taking pre-orders for the iPhone 5. The only official word from Apple on this matter was that the iPhone 5 would be launching in China prior to the end of the year. Two weeks plus of iPhone 5 sales in China could go a long way towards pushing the iPhone sales for the quarter close to that 50 million mark. In the U.S., it is already reported that the iPhone 5 uh, for the six-plus week period from when it launched, that there are now more iPhones being sold during that period in the U.S. than all the Android smartphones combined. Sticking with the iPhone 5 sales rumors, 9to5Mac was saying earlier on the 29th that the unlocked iPhone 5s could show up as soon as, well, now in the Apple Store, with now being the evening of November 29th. And as of now, right now being early in the morning on the 30th, that's the case. So you can now buy an unlocked iPhone 5 in the Apple Store. $649 for the 16 gig, $749 for the 32 gig, and $849 for the 64 gig. When you go to the buy it now on the iPhone 5 in the Apple Store, just scroll down past the carriers and you'll see a little small text that says, or get the iPhone unlocked and contract free. Make sure you then read the small print, which is, quote, the unlocked iPhone only works on supported GSM networks such as AT&T in the U.S. When you travel internationally, you can use a micro SIM card for the iPhone 4, iPhone 4S, or nano SIM card for the iPhone 5 from a local GSM carrier, the unlocked iPhone will not work with CDMA carriers such as Verizon or Sprint. Limit two per customer. What this does mean, however, is it will work with T-Mobile and it will work with Straight Talk. It will not work with Virgin Mobile and it will not work with Ting. By the way, kudos to 9to5Mac for getting that rumor correct. And hey, why not one more rumor with regards to the iPhone 5 and sales availability? And this one comes from the folks at Merrill Lynch, and by folks we mean analyst Scott Craig, and he is suggesting that the iPhone 5 may be about to be launched on T-Mobile USA. He did not state when he thought the iPhone 5 would be available at T-Mobile USA, just that T-Mobile, not USA, the parent company, 
would announce the deal next week on December 6th or 7th at their analyst day, or is it days? Either way, next week we might hear that the iPhone 5 is finally coming to T-Mobile USA. Or not. A warning to those with the Google Plus app. If you are the type that has those private, naughty little photos on your iPhone, seems that with a recent update of the Google Plus app, your photos are getting uploaded to Google Plus. I found out about this the other night. I noticed an email from Google Plus with photos I had taken earlier in the day. Showed my wife the email, and she was like, that's creepy, because the email came back showing me the photos. And I had not enabled this. I then went and looked in at the Google Plus app and found this following message. Quote, the instant upload feature on your phone automatically uploads your photos to a private album on Google Plus. You can change your instant upload settings at any time on your phone, unquote. I instantly turned off that feature and came to the realization that this email from Google Plus pretty much dashed any hopes I ever had of getting any of those private type photos on my phone. So, if you have Google Plus app, I highly recommend you turn that feature off. If you have any private photos and you don't really use the Google Plus app, then I would suggest you delete it from your iPhone ASAP. Oh, and it's not only Google Plus you need to be concerned about. Facebook just updated their app that also will upload your photos to a private photo album on Facebook. To Facebook's credit, the new feature is not automatically enabled like it was on Google Plus, but watch out if it asks you about enabling PhotoSync service. Mind you, you still need to go into Facebook and choose which photos you want to share after they are uploaded to the private folders, but methinks at some point we might hear about a bug where someone's or some many's private photos went not so private. Either way, putting private photos on your iPhone, probably not a good idea, as I've said in the past. Not saying it's not a fun idea, just not a very good idea. By the way, for the kids that are listening, if you're wondering what a naughty photo is, that would be like a picture of Elf on the Shelf where he's getting into your cereal, stuff like that. Uncle Gene Munster likes to hang out at the mall watching teenage girls and teenage boys. And if I stopped there, he would kind of sound a little creepy, wouldn't he? But he also likes to watch anyone else that happens to be in an Apple store at the Mall of America. And this year, he even took a couple of hours to watch people at the Microsoft store, also at Mall of America. So what did he find? Well, with eight hours observing the Apple store, he observed 6.7 iPads per hour being sold, 4.3 iPad minis being sold per hour, and 3.9 Macs per hour being sold. No data on iPhone or iPods, specifically. Overall, he did say there were 17.2 items sold per hour, which means just 2.7 items per hour to split among the iPad, non-iPad and Mac items. Per his observations at the Microsoft Store, well, not so good for Microsoft. Only 3.5 items per hour were sold at the Microsoft Store. All but two of those purchases were Xbox games. So really, he saw seven items sold at the Microsoft Store, five of which were Xbox games. Does not sound like good sales per square foot on Black Friday. Of course, what I found more interesting than what people were buying is what people were using to buy online. Yeah, all those Android devices out there? Yeah, they did not add up to much when it came to buying stuff. Android represented just 5.5% of online orders versus 8.7% for the iPhone and 9.8% for the iPad. Yep, iOS devices were responsible for 3.4 times more sales than all the Android devices combined. When you look at the tablets, it gets even more impressive for the iPad. 88.3% of tablet sales came from the iPad, which goes along with other studies in the past that have shown the iPad at about 90% when it comes to consumer goods that are purchased. The Nook came in with 3.1% of sales, the Kindle at 2.4%, the Galaxy Tab at 1.8%, and that leaves 4.4% for all the other tablets combined. Back to Tim Cook's comments, yeah, there might be a lot of Android devices being sold, but many of them seem to be in a drawer somewhere not getting used. And what about all those Android phones? With the big screens, why are they so far behind the iPhone? 
even though the I, there are, well, what, quote, more Android smartphones sold than iPhones, unquote. Okay, not sure who I was quoting there. I guess it was chalked that up to a quote to the generic Android fanboy. But anyway, yep, I think this comes back to my generalization. People get Android phones because they just need a phone. And people get iPhones because they need more than a phone. Into the ridiculous. And the number one most searched phrase on Microsoft's Bing for 2012 is, was, iPhone 5. That's right. With Bing, iPhone 5 was searched for more than 2012 election or 2012 Olympics and Hurricane Sandy, which came in second, third, and fourth, respectively. Okay, and now to completely kill the validity of Bing searches, Honey Boo Boo Reality Show was the fifth most searched for phrase. Hey Rob, this is Derek. Wondering if uh, you know there's like an app that's like, or something that Apple has that's something similar to eBay or Craigslist, a little more secure, like uh, finding things, buying it right away on sale. That's about it. Thank you. Bye. Okay, one app you may want to check out. I know it's not exactly what you're looking for, but it may be something that helps you a little bit, is Zarly, Z-A-A-R-L-Y. Check out that app. That's to help you find stuff locally that people are putting up for sale and services. So it's more of a mixture of where people are trying to offer up services and also things for sale. That one falls closer to the Craigslist side. If anyone knows of another app that's closer to the eBay side of things, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. The other day I plugged my Apple USB lightning cable into my car dock. When I tried to remove the cable, I found that I couldn't pull it out at all. Turns out there's a flaw with the new cables. To remove the plug from my car, I needed to use a thin knife on both sides of the plug to release the the locks on the USB plug. Please let your audience know about this problem. Regards, Rick M. Hi, Rick. Yeah, I've heard that. And again, the issue here isn't actually on the lightning side. It's on the USB side. There's some issue with some of the USB to lightning cables that came with the iPhone 5s that uh, somehow the USB side of things, the connector is not crimped, I guess, quite correctly, and it gets stuck in the USB side of things. Hi, Rob. I have a question. Do you think anyone will port Age of Empires to iOS? And is anyone having difficulty getting their Bluetooth to connect with their car properly? I have an iPhone 5, and it's not car-friendly, or not as car-friendly as the iPhone 4S was. Regards, Kevin B. in the UK. Hi, Kevin. I'm going to guess that the company that makes Age of Empires is not overly motivated to update it for Apple's devices, since it's Microsoft that owns Age of Empires. So it might be a while, with might in quotes, per not being able to pair with cars in Bluetooth with the iPhone 5. It might have something to do with the new Bluetooth 4 standard with the iPhone 5 that it uses and the version of Bluetooth in your car. I have not seen any emails that I can remember with people complaining about getting their iPhone 5s to pair with their car, but I'll go ahead now and I'll send out a request to anyone listening with an iPhone 5 that is, or or better yet, was having an issue with Bluetooth, and if you can share with us what you did to fix that issue, please email us at todayinios at gmail.com or give us a call 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG. Hi, Rob. I received a Kickstarter project last week called Smarter Stand. It's a set of two clips that stay on the iPad smart cover and allow the user to position the iPad in several configurations so that the cover can be used as a stand for the iPad. It works great and allows the iPad to be positioned at 33 and 45 degree angles, depending on where the clips are placed on the ribs of the cover. My wife particularly likes it for cooking. She can now have her iPad positioned so that she can easily read recipes while she cooks. The clips come in multiple colors to match the smart cover, and a single set costs $14.95. The website is smarterstand.com. Regards, Bob. Well, thanks to Bob. And I had another Bob actually email in and also say he got his, and he is loving his as well. So it looks like the Smarter Stand clips are shipping. And folks, if you haven't gotten them yet, and you have the smart cover, you really want to go ahead and go to smarterstand.com and check it out. Really nice add-on to the smart stand or the smart cover. 
this is Michael out in Thousand Oaks. I've been a listener for many years. I wanted to give in a quick product review. I bought one of those smart watches from Meta. Awesome company. I emailed them about some questions, and they responded really quickly, and the CEO even answered the phone. I'm really quite shocked. It's an awesome product. I've had no hesitation. It was a Kickstarter project, but that has uh, ended. They delivered and shipped just shortly after that, they said, whereas Pebble and the others are, haven't even shipped out yet. And uh, it works works great. has some little tiny quirks, but uh, and they already came out with another firmware just recently this week to take out some bugs. So for being something brand new to the market, it's, it's pretty cool or awesome to see uh, a caller ID and text message appear on the phone and soon. Uh, email will come out, so I'm really excited for that. So it's on metawatch.com. Uh, you can order some watches there. Uh, again, just wanted to pass on the great feedback from a great uh, company. Michael, thanks for the feedback. And folks, if you wanted to see that Kickstarter project uh, information on Kickstarter, search for MetaWatch, one word, M-E-T-A, watch, one word. You can find that on Kickstarter to see the history of that. That ended August 20th. So pretty impressive. They already have that shipping out now. Thanks to Jorge or George for the heads up on this next item, which is a Kickstarter project with the name Aero 3D Bird Flight Game with Bill Nye and Game Desk. It has a goal of $100,000 and has 28 days left. At this point, it has only raised 9000 What this is is a science game, as they call it, or quote, Arrow is a beautiful open-world 3D bird flight game that teaches the physics and principles behind the power of flight, unquote. You can pledge $5, which gets you nothing but a warm fuzzy that you helped out, or you can pledge $10 and get a download of the game for your iPad, or you could pledge $2,750 and get an island named after you, or if you really don't care much about money, you can pledge $10,000 and get to name the main character of the game. Or you could just pledge $10 and get the game. They also talk about other things they will do if they get to other pledge levels like $165,000. They'll port the game to Android. Who cares? Or at $345,000, they'll add new rocky islands and more learning challenges plus other features. Anyway, if you like Bill Nye the Silence Guy and you're a fan, you should check it out look for the link titled Arrow Kickstarter in the show notes or search Arrow, A-E-R-O, at kickstarter.com. Previously, we mentioned the Bridge Kickstarter project on the show. I think it was back in the early spring. This is one of the keyboard case combos that, when combined with an iPad, looks and acts a bit like a MacBook Air. Well, these are shipping now, and you can read about one person's experience with theirs over at time.com look for the link in the show notes titled Bridge, the Kickstarter iPad keyboard case is here. Back to an active Kickstarter project that's still going on. I guess that's what active would mean. This next one is called O-R-A, spelled, well, I just spelled it, O-R-A. Aura, I guess, spelled O-R-A. This one runs until Sunday, December 30th at 12 p.m. Eastern Times. It has a massive goal of $450,000 and a pledge amount of $62,000 so far. What is Aura? Well, it is the, quote, ultimate sound system for the iPad, unquote. Think iPad case meets wraparound speakers with a cover slash stand. The case itself has eight speakers that are around the iPad, all facing forward. I know, kind of a novel idea. Are you listening, Apple? Pricing on this starts at $99, and that's a limited quantity of those available at that level. But that is sans the cover slash stand. If you want the Aura and cover, it will set you back $129. If you want to find this one at Kickstarter, search O-R-A, Ultimate Sound System, or look for the link in the show notes for episode 250 with Aura, the Ultimate Sound System for iPad Kickstarter project in the title. Thanks to Tash for this next one, which is also a Kickstarter-related item. Well, in the sense that the original product got its start on Kickstarter, and that is the Glyph, G-L-I-F, which was originally for the iPhone 4 and 4S, 
And now the folks have a glyph for the iPhone 5. For those that don't remember what the glyph was, count me in that group. It is a tripod mount and stand. It is $30 and you can buy it now at their site, studioneat.com, one word, studioneat.com, or look for the link titled Studio Neat dash glyph in the show notes for episode 250 over at todayinios.com. This next one we're going to talk about is not a Kickstarter or Indiegogo project. It comes from the fine folks at Belkin, and it is an iPad mini keyboard case. And the first one that I've seen that is shipping now. It is $80, lots of specs on the device at Belkin site, but nothing about weight. The keyboard is, as you would expect, a Bluetooth keyboard that pairs with the iPad mini. There is a link in the show notes to the product on the Belkin site. There is also one announced from Clamcase, but no word on when it will be shipping. Again, right now, the Belkin one is $80. Look for the link titled Belkin iPad Mini Keyboard Case. Thanks to Tash for this next one again, which is a tutorial on how to create retina graphics for your website. So if you have a website or do website design, this is a pretty good article to read. I'll not go into any of the details other than to say check out the link in the show notes. Hi, Rob. This is Jeffrey from Indianapolis. Love the podcast. Real quick question. I'm a visually impaired user of iOS devices using VoiceOver. My question is, is there a way using VoiceOver to delete all your emails at the same time? Or is there even a way to delete them all without using VoiceOver? Because if VoiceOver is on the, uh, if that eligibility rather availability is on the mail app to delete all mails at the same time, mass delete, I'm sure VoiceOver may can do it. But do you, our listeners, know how to mass delete all emails at the same time? Thanks so much for your great podcast. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jeff, thanks for the voicemail message. Funny you should ask that. My wife asked me that a couple of weeks ago, and I told her I would mention it on the show and see if anyone knew, and I, well, I forgot, and, well, thank you for calling and reminding me. So if anyone out there knows how to do a mass delete of emails with your iOS device, please let us know, because I didn't figure that one out yet. So if if anyone knows of it, please, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. I had an email asking about the camera access from the lock screen and it changing to sliding up to activate in iOS 6. And actually, that is a change that happened in iOS 5. But I figure I would mention it once again. And what I'm talking about in a clear detail is when you tap the power button or the home button when the phone is in sleep mode and you see the screen lock or the lock screen, If you slide up the camera icon in the lower right of the screen, it will take you right into the camera app. No need to type in your password if you are password protected or passcode protected. But it used to be you had to tap the camera. So if you are someone that just upgraded from iOS 4.x to iOS 6 and you can't get the camera app to open from the lock screen, it's because you're not sliding up the camera. Another email I had, which I will summarize here to keep it pithy, was about the person's fourth-gen iPod Touch having apps constantly crashing. Well, the issue turned out to be he was jailbroken and running iOS 4.2.1. Here's the thing. I have not mentioned this in a while, so I should mention it again. If you jailbreak your iOS device and put jailbreak apps and tweaks on your device, the more of them you put on, the more likely you are to have issues. If you are having issues with a jailbroken device, remove all the apps and tweaks you're not using. I know it's fun to install all these apps and tweaks, but if you're not using them, get them off. Get it down to just the core jailbreak apps and tweaks you need. Then, if it's still acting up, start removing the remaining apps one at a time until the issue goes away. Remember, jailbreaking is not for those that don't like when things don't always work right. It is for those that are willing to trade a little stability for the added flexibility and features. Jailbreaking is not for those that get mad at their significant other with how they fold towels or how they hang the toilet paper. Just saying. Hey Rob, I was wondering about an app. Um, Is there an app out there that um, I can download on my iPhone and I can like tether with it with my iPad 4? I was wondering if that was possible. If not, I was wondering, is it possible to uh, sell my iPad 4th uh, generation, the 16 gig Wi-Fi only black 
I was wondering, it's still in the package, it's still wrapped in from the factory. Uh, I was just curious, could I get at least around 400 bucks for it? Because um, if I can't, if there's no app for the uh, for the Wi-Fi um, tethering, and my my gym, my phone is not jailbroken, so I was wondering if um, you know, I could just get the iPad uh, Mini with the Wi-Fi. I mean, with a 3G connection, that's not possible. Um, thank you very much. Okay, so here's the deal. If you want to tether with your iPhone with it not being jailbroken, then you have to contact your carrier and then set it up to allow tethering. That can be done. Now, here's the downside. If you have an unlimited plan with AT&T or Verizon and you want to do the tethering, it's going to be a situation where they remove the unlimited plan, so you have to change your plan. So if you want to tether with your iPhone, then with AT&T especially, and you had an unlimited plan, you have to give up the unlimited plan. If you don't want to give up your unlimited plan, then you need to jailbreak. It really comes down to that. But there is no app, third-party app, that you're going to be able to put on there that will allow you to tether unless that app is a jailbroken app. There's no legal app in the iTunes App Store that will let you get around AT&T or Verizon's tethering policy. Back to the email back. Hi, Rob. I am the project manager for the Trip-O-Matic app. It's an easy-to-use app synced with trip planning website tripomatic.com to help you sort out your travel plans before you leave and also on the go. With pre-planned travel suggestions, access to maps offline, and a database of more than 30,000 attractions, the Tripomatic app is key to leisurely travel. The Tripomatic app is a great tool to help you plan your next trips abroad and not miss a thing. Download the new free app directly from the App Store or have a look at a short video and some screenshots we have prepared at tripomatic.com slash iPhone. Regards, Vit Janice. Back to the email bag. Hey Rob, just picked up a 4th gen iPad Wi-Fi model and I'm thinking about jailbreaking my iPhone 4S so I can use as a tether. Do you have a suggestion as to the best way to go about this? I'm on iOS 6.0.1. Thanks for any info you can provide. I'm a new listener and quickly becoming a big fan of the podcast. Just saying, Chris G. Hi, Chris. Thanks for listening, and I'm sad to say at this time there is no jailbreak for iOS 6.x that is untethered, and the tethered one is really flaky and just meant for devs. Hopefully there will be an untethered jailbreak for iOS 6.x soon, but soon at this point really means mid to late Q1 2013. Sorry. Hey Rob, it's Todd here from Sydney, Australia. Uh, I just wanted to find out if uh, if you know or if any of your listeners know uh, of the issue with uh, the Mail client on the iMac and the MacBook Pro. Uh, I'm having that issue with the MacBook Pro and not the iMac, where when it goes to sleep, it um, knocks out your uh, iCloud Mail service and... I've also got a Hotmail account set up on the same uh, client as well, which it knocks out as well. You just get the little exclamation mark and it uh, doesn't download or or send mail. Um, My work account, which is an exchange account, is also set up on the same client and it works perfectly. So uh, it's obviously affecting web-based email clients. Uh, If you could... um, Put that out to the listeners, or if you know yourself, I, I'd really appreciate knowing the answer. Um, there was something I ran on the forums where you could uh, go into safe mode, where booting and holding down the shift key, and uh, that actually fixes it. But when you go back into uh, a full boot, uh, out of safe mode, <clears throat> the problem um, comes back straight away. So give us some uh, help on this, Rob. I'm desperate. Thank you. Todd, why well, am I Mackie? I do not know the answer to this one. I haven't had this problem with my MacBook Pro. So if anyone out there knows of this issue and a solution to this issue, please give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to iOS at gmail.com. Hey, Rob. This is Larry from Windsor, Connecticut. Um, I'm calling in because I got a quick question for you um, and your audience. Uh, I've been having a little bit of an issue since my iPhone 4S, and what it is is the video capture feature as far as when you're taking videos and you decide to send them, be it you know through iMessage, 
traditional text or even email. Um, what I've noticed is that on the other end, when I'm receiving it, you know, or even sending it for that matter, I believe, the quality is coming out terrible. I thought this was attributed to, you know, not being under Wi-Fi, but then I tried it under Wi-Fi and I was still not able to receive or send, you know, high quality video, which is kind of frustrating seeing as that, you know, the camera and the video capture is just amazing on both devices. I actually currently have the iPhone 5 uh, and it's still doing it. I thought this was just on my 4S, but it's also doing it on the 5. So I was wondering if you or your, you know, or your audience could tell me the reason why I'm having this issue, what I can do to possibly fix it. But thank you again for everything that you do. Bye. Hi, Larry. In a nutshell, with the iPhone 4S and the iPhone 5, the video files you're looking at are 1080p video files, the initial ones. For them to be sent out, they have to compress them down, regardless of Wi-Fi or whatever. They have to compress them down to make them smaller. If you want to keep the same video resolution as you had when you recorded it, the best thing to do is plug the cable into the iPhone, plug it into your laptop, sync it over that way. If you have a Mac, it's real easy. Just bring it into iPhoto, and then you'll have the video at the original resolution, the 1080p resolution. But trying to send those videos via any of the methods, via wireless, it's going to compress it down. It, it just has to. 1080p videos are just god-awful in size. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I take advantage of this all the time. Easiest way, buy quarters whenever you're at the bank. Regards, William H. And what is it, you ask, that William is taking advantage of? It is the Coinstar and iTunes $10 bonus promotion. Between November 26th and December 9th, you get a $10 iTunes gift card bonus when you change up at least $40 in Coinstar at a Coinstar machine. So yes, he is getting $40 in quarters from the bank. Then he goes to the Coinstar machine, puts those quarters right into the Coinstar machine, and gets a $50 iTunes gift card. Only one thing I can say to that. Brilliant! Thanks to Chris in London for the heads up on this next one. Normally on this next one, this is one of those patent ones, and I don't like to talk about Apple patents because either they're already doing it or it likely never will happen if they're not doing it already. And this one is one they are not doing yet but I really hope they do someday make this one available. It is about wireless charging, but not lay it on some matte type wireless charging like we have now with the inductive charging. This would be near field wireless charging, where the device just needs to be near the charging station. And it, it says it's for devices that require from a few watts to a few hundred watts. So not just limited to iOS devices, also would likely work for Macs as well. Anyway, not something we are likely to see this year or next year or even the one after, but it is nice to dream of what the iPhone 10th or 11th or 12th gen might be like. Hi, Rob. I have promoted my apps on your show before, and here is another app. Unfortunately, this one's free, so I can't give you any promo codes, but I'm pretty sure your listeners will love the app. Slide, spelled S-L-Y-D-E, is a Flickr viewer like no other. Sit back and watch the world slide by with Slide for iPad. Slide shows recent images uploaded to Flickr. The images presented are always updated. Each user experience is unique. Slide settings allow you to enable Yahoo News Slides, Yahoo Finance Stock Quote Slides, and Weather Slides. You can also choose from Photo Stream or Device Photos. One trick to only see Flickr images is to disallow slide access to your photos in your device settings. Thanks for all you do. Regards, James. James, thanks for the heads up on your app. Sounds very cool. Folks, S-L-Y-D-E, that's Slide, free app in the iTunes App Store for your iPad. I hate to wrap things up on a sad note, but I want to take a moment to mention the passing of Zig Ziglar. His podcast is one at Libsyn that we're very proud to have on board, and he's hosted with us for over six years. Those that did not know who Zig Ziglar was, well, he was one of the pioneers in motivational speaking for business. He is the person Seth Godin learned from. He has many quotes that are requoted by business people all the time, but the one quote of his that I think sums up why Apple has been so successful at sales over the past decade is the following. Quote, 
People don't buy for logical reasons. They buy for emotional reasons, unquote. And that is something I think you can say sums up how Apple has geared their marketing for years. Not on specs, but on the human emotions to their products. Zig Ziglar will definitely be missed. If you want, you can still find his podcast in iTunes. Search for Zig Ziglar. Definitely well worth the listen. Not only will you learn quite a bit on the business side of things, but you'll also learn quite a bit on the humanistic side of things. A quick reminder, I'll be speaking at Blog World New Media Expo in Las Vegas, which will be going on from January 6th to the 8th. I'll be speaking about how to podcast 100% from an iPad, and my speech is Monday, the 7th of January at 10.30 a.m. Las Vegas time. We at Libsyn will also have a booth at the show, booth 517. Please stop by and say hi. Get your picture taken with me. And if you're a Libsyn customer, with the rest of the Libsyn team that's there as well. If you want to save 20% off a New Media Expo pass, use promo code WALCH20. That is W-A-L-C-H-2-0. That is C-H, not S-H, Walsh 20. Hope to see some of you at the show. I'm also speaking on Tuesday the 8th, again at 10.30 a.m. Las Vegas time. And that one's going to be a panel about podcast distribution. But other than those times, I'll be at the Lipson booth. Hope to see you there. As always, if you have any comments, questions, answers to others' questions, tips, tricks, app reviews, product reviews, rumors, speculations, rants, or anything else related to iOS in some way, shape, or form, please give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or email us at todayinios at gmail.com. If you have not purchased the TII app, please do so. It's just $2.99 in the App Store. Search for TII. It's not only the best way to consume the show, but with push notifications, you get to find out when there is breaking news or special deals. Plus, it helps you support the show. And speaking of supporting the show, thanks to Square Trade for supporting the show. If you have a new iPad, go to squaretrade.com TII2 for your special discount as a TII listener. If you have a new iPhone, go to squaretrade.com TII also for your special discount on a Square Trade warranty. Links in the show notes for both. And that, folks, wraps it up for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
Thank you.